Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds. Hello, Bethel. Stephen Wallace, your executive pastor here, and today we are going to dive into John 17. John 17 falls at a unique time in the ministry of Jesus, at the end of his public ministry, but before the betrayal and resulting first steps on the path to his crucifixion. Jesus knew what was to come, and so he knew that the prayer in John 17 was his final stop pre-betrayal. It is a summary of what was on his heart at the end of his public ministry. One commentary states, had this prayer not been recorded, what reader would not have exclaimed, oh, to have been within the hearing of such a prayer as that must have been? which wound up the whole of his past ministry and formed the point of transition to the dark scenes which immediately followed. In my own reflections, I find the content of Jesus' prayer remarkably timely for this COVID season that we find ourselves in, including the trials that we have faced, our tendency to run from adversity, and the division present in our nation, and yes, the church. Starting in verse 13, Jesus prays to the Father, Now I am coming to you. I told them, his disciples, many things while I was with them in this world so that they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world but to keep them safe from the evil one. Jesus makes it clear in verse 20 that his prayer applies to all of us as disciples when he says, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for everyone who will ever believe in me through their message. In these first few verses, we see that the source of joy is in the things that Christ has shared with us. We see that the world, the people, and the institutions that do not know of God nor his kingdom will hate us for our faith. We see that we do not belong to this world and instead belong to a kingdom outside of those institutions and people. And we see that Jesus desires that we stay present in the world, not running away and escaping from the inevitable adversity and persecution that we will face. Notably, Christ does not say to change the world, but pray for protection from the enemy. My observation of myself, my brothers and sisters in the church, and Christian culture as a whole is that we do the exact opposite. We look for joy outside of Christ, We fight to change our culture in hopes that the world becomes shaped by our values, expecting even our government and institutions to be rooted in Christianity. Certainly, we should vote in a way that aligns with our faith, but we should not expect our nation to look like us. If scripture is to be taken at face value, we should expect the opposite. Perhaps worst of all, we often escape from the world, isolating or immersing ourselves in a Christian subculture that is void of non-believers and entirely removed from those who think differently than we do. How many of us have no meaningful relationship with non-believers? At least for me, those relationships are few and far between. Jesus continues in verse 21, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Did you catch it? How is it that the world, the world that hates us, will believe that Christ has been sent by God himself? What testimony do we have that will convince non-believers that Jesus is who he says he is? 
our unity, our unity with each other and our unity in Christ, that our oneness with each other and with Christ looks like the oneness that exists between the Father and the Son. This is our testimony. Contrast this with the sheer division among Christians today. Quite literally, the wearing of a face mask has become the thing that divides us. Let face masks divide the world, but not the church. I've been told that you cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat. I've been told that you cannot be a Christian and vote for Donald Trump. Brothers and sisters in Christ are leaving their church, their community, because of the church's stance on a pandemic that will come to an end in months and eventually be but a memory. This is happening in every church in America, regardless of the position the church takes. The non-Christian world looks at us and sees chaos, disunity, and division. And, as Jesus points out, our testimony has been neutered. I want to be clear here. I am guilty of this. The finger is pointed at me, and the only real solution is repentance. Jesus doesn't command us. He prays for us. He prays that we would face persecution head-on, knowing that it is the natural consequence of citizenship in God's kingdom. He prays that we would live in the world, but not look anything like the world. And he prays that the quintessential difference between us and the world would be marked by unity, a oneness with each other and with God himself. And with this recipe, those who don't know him will in fact see that he is God incarnate. This is how the blind will see. Pray with me. Jesus, I confess that I have it all backwards. We confess that we have it all backwards. We pray that we would be filled with the joy that comes from all that we have been taught by you. We pray not that you would take us out of this world, but that you would keep us safe from the enemy. We pray for the strength to face head on the hate that will come from the world as a result of following you. We pray for supernatural unity with each other and alignment with you that undeniably points others to you. Make us one. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we'd love to continue to dive into God's Word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed rest of your day.